Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, episode 375. Mark Striegel checking in here with you. We attempted to do a live show this past Tuesday, the January live show, January 2012 live show. Eh, I don't know if I'm going to post it in podcast form for you guys. Numerous issues going on during the recording of it. Um, Basically, we do these shows out of a place in New York City called Bionic. We had, uh, let's say, just a lot of technical issues going on. Um, uh, the guys who used to do it at Bionic quit. There was a new guy running it who who did did all right, but he just wasn't. Uh, actually, a few new guys, and he just they just weren't quite up to speed on how to do the the live broadcast through Live Three Sixty Five. Um, so what ended up happening? It's kind of a long story, but. About 30 minutes into the the three-hour broadcast, Live 365 basically shut us down. So if, if, if you had tuned in in the first half hour of the live show, you were able to continue listening. But anybody who tried to join us after the first half hour was, was not permitted access to the show. So we had about 12 of you. I think by the time it ended, there was like nine of you. So... I don't know. I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to it and try to clean it up and make it into a show, maybe. We'll definitely post the po- the Todd Youth interview, which was pretty cool. Todd Youth, of course, played with everybody from Motorhead to Danzig to Ace Freely to uh, Murphy's Law, you name it. Agnostic Front, too, I think, right? Yep. And uh, so we will consider possibly posting that for you guys. I- I'm-, I'm just... I'm-, I'm not sure. I need to go back. We were simultaneously shooting like a TV show version of it, which we've done before at the Bionic uh, Studios. Uh, when we had Halford there, we kind of turned that into a little TV show that you can view on talking, uh, what is it, youtube.com slash talking metal. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there was also technical issues with the cameras. There was a whole other issue uh, not related to Bionic. Jay Bones was having some trouble with the main camera so John and I during the live show ended up doing like numerous takes of like intros and stuff it was very disjointed if you did listen to it thanks for your patience and uh, I appreciate it uh, and we'll see I, I may try to edit it and make it seem like a normal 
radio show, although it just didn't have a normal vibe. We were very conscious that the cameras were on. And I feel bad because obviously John doesn't do many of these, or doesn't do more than half of these Talking Metal episodes anymore. So, you know, I had him for three hours on on, on Tuesday. I'm not even sure we're going to use it in a podcast form. Having said that, hopefully we'll edit it together into some kind of TV show that you guys will be able to see um, at the very least online at some point, you know, two, three months from now. So, again, special thanks to everybody who who del- who was tuned in, all 12 of you, to the uh, live stream. I know one of them was Victor over in Spain. Thanks, dude. I know another one was my brother. I don't know who the other ones were. So, anyways, if you guys were listening, thanks, man. Thanks for tuning in. I wasn't in the chat room at all. I was just too frazzled by everything else that was going on. We have a chat room, by the way. We have a forum. It's the TalkingMetalForums.com. We'd love to have you guys join us there and talk some metal, talk about the podcast, talk about Guns N' Roses, talk about Iron Maiden, talk about Ozzy, talk about all our favorite bands. It's TalkingMetalForums.com, and the secret password to register there and get on with us is uh, is Metal Mike. That's all one word, lowercase, I believe. Metal Mike. Went to the uh, speaking of metal Mike, I was at the Halford website and he has um they have they have a sale going on on Rob Halford t shirts for five dollars and I saw a cool white one and I was like, you know what, five bucks I could use like another white t shirt. I got my dog at home and my whole wardrobe used to be basically, you know, dark colors, most mostly black, but now I have this white dog, so I get white dog hair all over myself. Um and it shows up less on the white T-shirts. So I wear a lot more white nowadays than I used to, at least as far as T-shirts go. Saw this Halford T-shirt for $5. Again, a big sale going on on the, the Halford apparel site there. Not the Metal God apparel. There's two different. The Metal God are like his high-end shirts. I'm talking more just his regular you know, Halford band T-shirts. So, of course, Metal Mike plays with Rob Halford's band, Halford. So anyways, $5 for this white t-shirt. I'm getting all ready to check out, thinking, you know, sweet deal. They'll probably hit me with a dollar shipping and handling for the white shirt. I abort the mission of buying the Rob Halford white t-shirt because the t-shirts are $5, but they try to, they want to charge me $7.49 for shipping. Freaking ridiculous. So, um... So anyways, I will not have a white Rob Halford, Halford band shirt in my collection unless Metal Mike or somebody gives me one. But um, yeah, so that's that. We spoke about all the the kind of current things that have been happening in the hard rock and heavy metal world on the live show. But assuming that you weren't one of those people that were joining us for the, uh, again, kind of disjointed live show that may or may not go up as a podcast in the near future, uh, let's, let's kind of re- recap. Tony Iommi is sick. We are bummed. I know John and I spoke about this. Both both really sad. I, I literally had just finished reading Tony Iommi's book, which is excellent for anybody who's a fan of, you know, Black Sabbath with Dio, with Ozzy, and stuff I've spoken about, I think, on the last episode. Such a great read. I highly recommend it. Um, didn't know Tony Iommi's daughter goes out with a guy from, from him. Not the, I forgot his name, the guitar player guy. I guess I, I, re- I just read they were engaged, I think, recently on Blabbermouth. But anyways, Tony Iommi's sick. He's got cancer. And uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, they've caught it in an early enough stage. They're going to be able to treat it, and he will be back on the road. They did 
cancel a gig and we don't know how this will affect recording of the new Rick Rubin produced album that, w- that they said they were doing. Uh, I have a feeling we got the news pretty quick about, about Tony Iommi. I don't think there was much time in between when he found out and when it was announced, just simply because they probably wanted to get the word out to uh, to promoters and everybody that, you know, the guy's sick and future gigs may or may not be in jeopardy, you know. And uh, I, 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 for one, um, was really bummed to hear it and, and just wish the guy the best. And I know all you guys do, too. Just one of the the greats, not just in heavy metal, just in rock in general. So best wishes to Tony Iommi. And uh, I know he can beat this thing and come out on top and hopefully wrap up that Sabbath legacy with one more tour, at least, with Ozzy, Geezer, and Bill Ward. Van Halen kind of reappeared this this past week. Their video, which was very very similar to the jump kind of setup with them kind of just on a sound stage, I guess somewhere, or maybe it wasn't a sound stage. I think it was in in a club, possibly the same club they shot the 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 jump video at, rocking out. And I don't know how to say this, but I don't know. Part of me just feels like Wolfgang doesn't belong there, and. Um, I, I almost felt like they were kind of like leaving him out of the shots on the in the video, uh, but eh, I I don't know, and and I, it's weird without Michael Anthony, but Wolfgang he just looks like such a kid, man, and kind of like not that it should matter, but kind of like a fat, short haired kid at that. Now, I know that's mean, and and listen, I got sons myself. I don't, and I would. If some idiot on a podcast said something neg- negative about one of my sons, I would be fucking livid. So I probably shouldn't have said that, but knowing that it's highly unlikely Wolfgang is listening to this show. There you go. He, he, he um, you know, Van Halen is always kind of like a, a, a visual man that I know, you know, Ross got the shorter hair now. It's obviously all plugs at this point. And it probably doesn't look good when he grows it out. Um, but it, you know, if if Wolfgang could just rock it out a little, look a little more like a rocker, look a little bit more what we expect Van Halen to look like, and maybe that sounds gay or poser esque to you guys out there. But let's face it, they were a visual band as much, not as much as they were a musical band, but the whole visual element of Van Halen was was a big deal. And, uh, you know, I love it when I watched the tattoo uh, video and saw Dave, you know, shuffling across doing the little side steps and, and the, uh, the, the two shot of Eddie and, and, and uh, David Lee Roth brought me back. But I don't know, the Wolfgang thing bothered me more than ever watching that, that video. And uh, again, being a father, I do understand the, the want for for Eddie and even Alex, you know, Wolfgang's uncle, to have Wolfgang in the band. And obviously there's there's some reasons they, they're, they're not cool with Michael Anthony anymore. What those reasons are, who knows. But uh, yeah, so in the song itself, uh, let, let me say this. The singing in the song, Tattoo, sounds great. The production sounds great. The guitar playing sounds amazing. Uh, hell, the bass playing sounds great. 
The drums sound great. Everything sounds great about the tattoo song. Except I didn't really think the songwriting blew me away all that much. Um, almost, ah, I don't know, in some ways, very, I don't know. I was going to say in some ways almost like uh, almost like a David Lee Roth, uh, Little Ain't Enough vibe to the song. Maybe, I don't know. But anyways, I think... Um, Yeah, I mean, I kind of put it on that level, you know, maybe something off of that record on par with that, which just isn't as strong as as, as it should it should be. Uh, I'm not counting the rest of the record out, you know. Looking forward to hearing that. Bought some Jane's Addiction tickets this this weekend. Going to check them out when they roll through Montclair, New Jersey, not far from where I live here in Maplewood. Dave Navarro, if you hadn't, uh, if you haven't heard his interview he did with Talking Metal a while back, definitely check that out. He's a he's a big metalhead at heart, and I, I like the the last uh, Jane's Addiction record. It was you know, it almost I could I, I really think that it's the direction I could see the, like Axel going with it, uh, with another Guns N' Roses record. You know, they had the Jane's Addiction had the uh, producer who did Muse Muse's last record on board and it's it's a, it's a solid record definitely not metal a lot of you guys might not like it I, I i dig it though it's called the great escape artist and you know if you're a musically curious person definitely check it out uh eh, what else is happening i don't know man it's just uh Obviously, it's been hard for me looping astronomy into these lately. He's just so busy with other stuff. And uh, Talking Metal, we don't make money off of it. So um, I feel like he's uh, more kind of has to kind of swing with what, what brings him in money, understandably so. And it's also very hard for me to get together on weekends and stuff just now having a family. So I cannot place complete blame on, on him. Although I would say that he could do solo uh, episodes if he wanted or had the time. but Because um, I definitely probably don't have the time. But I love it so much that I do make an effort to get these up to you guys. And it's always fun to talk to you guys. And you guys have been so supportive. That's what I want to get to here. Um, I mentioned on the last podcast about making a donation. And wow, you guys shocked me. You really stepped it up this time. So many of you uh, shooting off uh, PayPal donations, and I'm gonna let me let me tap into my uh, email here. I'm gonna mention some of them right now, and I, I'm afraid I'm gonna forget to uh, say everybody because I may have deleted some of the emails. I know I I tried to respond to all of them, saying um, thank you, but. Uh, Here's one, a $30 one that came in recently from uh, Bill Lipka Jr. Thank you, Bill. I know Bill. Bill DJ Weiser. Thanks a lot, Bill. Really appreciate that. Uh, there was uh, some other ones. Let me see here. James Smith. Wow, James Smith has been so supportive. The guy has helped hook up interviews for us. He's uh, shot us PayPal money. James, you're the man. Uh, I believe he's over there in the UK. Phil recently sent us off some money. 
Phil in Australia, love the show. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, wow, thank you, Phil. A guy named John in Amsterdam, actually. So, John, thank you. Uh, there's another one right here. Martin McGarry. Thank you, Martin. We Really, you guys are blow me away. Martin, also over in the UK. Oh, yeah, I know Martin, of course. Thank you, Martin. It, 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 you know, listen, these little $5 to some of you guys throwing $30. James Smith has done a lot more than that. These, this stuff does make a difference to me. And, and I know I'm not mentioning everybody because there's others here. Um, trying to get back into the email. I think those were the string of most recent ones. Uh, but uh, listen, if I didn't mention your name, uh, I am aware that you've sent money, and uh, I appreciate it, and uh, it's great. It's great. Other ways you can help out is to buy a T-shirt on TalkingMetal.com in the T-shirt or in the store section. And let's uh, jump over to the Talking Metal forums right now, see what's going on there. Again, we'd love to have you register there and talk with us. Uh, logging in. Striegel is my username. All right, I'm going in. Metal bar. The metal bar. All right, let's see what people were saying about the uh, the show on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I said the Ace Frehley band will be in the studio, and we were trying to get Ryan Adams to come down and play a, a metal song in the studio with us. Uh, that, most of this didn't happen. Todd Youth showed up from the uh, Ace Frehley band. Anthony Esposito canceled at the last minute. Metallica underscore 86 was there. Uh, Arrow Guns says he was listening. So thanks, guys. Shotaholic, uh, after the fact, said, sorry, I missed it. Words at work. Uh, which I totally understand. Um, yeah, I think I explained it. Yeah, somebody was asking, please clarify uh, that we were shooting a show for your uh, Claire to elaborate for, on that for your faith, faithful fans who will keep their mouth shut. Yeah, sure. There's nothing real secret about it. Uh, Doctor Love was asking that. Um, we we shot a show just like we did when we had Halford in the studio for the uh, the the live talking metal live show, and we're gonna try to edit it together, possibly, hopefully, and and get it to you guys. It's independently that we're doing this. Uh, Fuse is not involved. VH1 is not involved. No one's involved in it. We're just doing it on our own. Um, and yeah, we're just going to post it up to you guys. We might show it to some people in the industry. You know, um, I, I work in the television industry right now. I'm working for four different companies. I'm working for a station called IFC, a company called Notional, which is a guy named Barry Diller's company. Uh, I'm working for Sci-Fi again. I was, used to be staffed there. I quit. Now I'm making more money by freelancing for them. Uh, and I'm working for USA Network. So uh, we already pitched the show to IFC. They passed. Um, I wouldn't probably pitch it to Sci-Fi or USA just because it's. I don't. They, I know they would never go for it. But, yeah, we're, we might pitch it to some people. There's a lot of new stuff coming up in the industry. Television's kind of going in a, a new direction. You know, obviously cable TV is going to be gone in about a decade, there won't be a cable that brings television stations to your house anymore. Everybody's going to have streaming 
television. And that's that's the wave of the future right now, I'll tell you. I mean, Netflix is now going to stream their own shows, you know, on a live stream. There'll be live TV that you can watch on your show, on your on your uh, on your sets, and and cable is going to be gone. So, um, having said that, I think there's a lot of new avenues that are going to open up where we could potentially throw a talking metal show um, on a very small independent network or even our own network that we start. You know, I mean, which we're kind of already doing with our YouTube page. If you haven't been to it, we got a, a ton of shit up there. And there are new ways that you can stream YouTube and, and, and it looks pretty decent on your actual sets in your living room and watch full shows. I know National Geographic's uh, Nat Geo is posting shows full on YouTube specifically for that, you know. Uh, so your internet-ready TVs, will you just be able to go to YouTube and watch the shit. Which is awesome. So, yeah, at the very least, we'll have it on our YouTube page. Maybe somewhere else. Who knows? This is my life. I, I keep on uh, glancing over at my baby monitor here. Put my, my older son down for a nap at freaking 1.30. He's still up. It's 3 o'clock. So I, I guess there's no nap for him today. I'm looking. And then I got my younger son on the other monitor. He's out cold. So that's good. He's actually not feeling well. Having kids, man, I tell you, it's it's the most awesome thing that will ever happen to you in your life. But on the flip side, it's probably the most stressful and <laughs> time-consuming thing, too. Uh, I do look forward to the day when I can go out and just get drunk and hang at a bar all night and, uh, you know, go to shows, you know, once a week. And I don't know. There's some other dads out there who, who you know, I, I think uh, maybe – are able to to go out more and stuff and but I just can't do it to my wife. I mean, she works too and she's she's got to have a life. So we we definitely uh, tag team uh kids the responsibilities of the kids and also are conscious of of being able to have some time together as a couple too. I think that's real important. Anyways, we're kind of getting off topic here, aren't we? Let's get back to wrapping things up about uh, and talk a little metal you know one thing we we did talk about on this live stream was this band Gog Magog which was kind of an interesting band it featured wasn't even a band it was more like a project I think they got together for like a day or two and, and recorded this five three song EP back in 1985 with one of the the main songs being written by Russ Ballard Ballard of uh Argent fame and also famous for writing the song New York Groove. I believe uh, God gave rock and roll to you. He wrote that too. So anyways, um, as well as tons of other stuff, uh, he wrote that he wrote the song for this band and it was, it was a, a wild band cause it featured, you know, members of Def Leppard and, and uh, white snake, but also it featured kind of the, the, the original, you know, two guys from Iron Maiden, Paul Diano and, and Clive Burr, but it also featured Yannick, Yannick Gers, or Gears, depending on what part of the world you're from, on guitar before, long before he was in Maiden, long before he'd ever really even hooked up with Bruce Dickinson. It was kind of in between his time with Gillen and Maiden, and they put out this uh, this album, which is it's quint- it's coincidental or maybe, you know, just speaks of the circles that Yannick ran in that he eventually ended up in Maiden. 
But yeah, they put a they put a three song EP out. I believe it was Pete Willis and Neil Murray. I'd have to check that. Um, but uh, I believe that's who it was. And um, yeah, they put they put a EP out. So maybe we'll end with a song from that off the Gog Magog nineteen eighty five EP. Which of course you can't buy anywhere, but there, if you poke around online, there are some uh, you know illegal downloads of it, which is where I got mine. But before we do that, why don't we uh, stick with the forum just a little bit more? Um, here's, a, here's a post, Evolution of Metal. Just watch the grunge episode of that. Um, and it was great. Yeah, Exciter's checking in saying uh, he watched uh, the first episode, Good Stuff, enjoyed the uh, Headbanger's Journey and Beyond the Lighted Stage. Yeah, me too. Um, can't wait for the Math Metal episode, says Z-Man. Cool, cool, I hear you. The grunge episode was good. I enjoyed that last night. I've enjoyed all the episodes. I thought the um, weakest episode, surprisingly, was the thrash episode. And and I just maybe it's because Sam Dunn loves that style of music so much. I don't know. It just it seemed disjointed and just as a TV guy, not put together as well as the other episodes, which are so put together so so well. Uh, Ali checking in. I, Ali's weird. He's always on the forums. I, I feel like I, he's a guy I don't think probably ever listens to the the episode. Ali, if you hear this, and uh, please uh, note it on the forums and let me know that I'm wrong or send me an email. And Ali says, uh, did anyone see Sam Dunn's global metal doc? Documentary. That was good too. I, I haven't. I think I know the one you're talking about. I have not seen that one. Yeah, so a lot of people on the Shotaholic, Marzeri 2005, everybody chatting it up on the forums. It's good to see there's still some activity uh, on the forums. Not anything like it used to be back in the day, but um, yeah. Oh, here's somebody excited, but cool in the gang. Tap to open for Van Halen. Oof. And uh, in the Black Sabbath section of the Talking Metal forums, Marzeri is putting up uh, a post about his interview with Vinny Apice, which I, I believe that episode just went uh, up. I'm talking about the Mars Attacks radio podcast. Uh, and Marzeri puts the latest episode of the Mars Attacks podcast contains an interview with Vinny Apice and Steve Zing. Oh, cool. Steve Zing. I actually jammed with him. Uh, at Dingbats with Screaming Metal, Dan Lorenzo and whatnot. Oh, by the way, guys, Dan Lorenzo now took over the Stepping Out magazine. He used to kind of just be a writer slash ad sales guy. Uh, now he's the full editor. So exciting news. But uh, yeah, anyways, Dan Lorenzo, John, and I jammed with Steve Zing on a uh, Danzig song, which was uh, Twist a Cane, right? Yeah. Uh, anyways, both these interviews were conducted a few months back before Black Sabbath announced their return and before the Danzig legacy dates took place. As a result, some questions regarding both of the topics have since been answered. Uh, and then he writes a lot about Steve's interview, and he also mentions Vinny's interview came up during the last, comes up during the last half of the show and centers around his new band, Kill Devil Hill, never heard of it, did not even know he had a new band. He discusses how the band came together, the musical direction, and what each member adds to the mix that makes Kill Devil Hill. With Vinny, you get a sneak peek into a Black Sabbath 
uh, Black Sabbath album that will be featured in an upcoming classics album column that will debut this summer. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Victor. Um, we'll have to check that out. Mars Attacks. Victor Ruiz and the Mars Attacks podcast. So that's about it, guys. I, I Again, I just am uh, so blown away by all your support. If you uh, want to throw a donation at what we do here, the place to do it is TalkingMetal.com, and the PayPal button is right there. So thanks again, guys. There's also the Amazon link, which will open up your Amazon, and you can make any purchase there, and we get a slight kick of that. Uh iTunes links that'll open up your iTunes. If you use that to open up your iTunes and buy the song that you heard on the podcast or any other song, just use that to open your your iTunes. We get kicks, very small kickback on that too. So there you go. This is a little Paul Diano, Yannick Gears, and Clive Burr with Gog Magog, nineteen eighty five. The song is. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> 